listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. Yep. It's the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 back online. Ryan Schweitzer along with Craig Boschman and uh, the Swift Current Broncos 1-1 one one to open the 2022-23 regular season, splitting a home-and-home with Calgary. Calgary winning here and then a shootout win for the team Saturday night in the Saddledome. I imagine they were pretty fired up after that one for the bus ride home, Bosch. Yeah, it was great to, to see them kind of rebound. I mean, you know, a tough start to the game with, uh, you know, a little miscue behind the net that leads to an opening goal 20 seconds in and then also being down 2-1 uh, after Two, to get a, a power play goal kind of late there in regulation. Big save from Rocha on a breakaway with about two and a half minutes to go. And and then, like you said, uh, kind of finishing it off in a shootout. Uh, Rocha stopping all three guys. So just uh, I think a big character win for the team. Um, you know, it's, it's so difficult to come back and win when you're losing after two periods. I think the Broncos only did it once or twice all of last year. So to get that off the, you know, out of their out of their system right away was awesome to see. And uh, I think just a big time character win by the group on Saturday. Yeah, we'll have Devin Pratt on the podcast this week. And uh, also Josh Davies is going to join us. He literally just got back from a planes, trains, and automobiles type 24 hours. And uh, he's returned from Florida Panthers camp. And we'll see action this weekend. But one of the questions I'm going to ask Devin about, and I'll get you to speak to it right now. Watching that game online from Calgary, it felt like the story was really the performance of Joey Rocha. And it seems like the coaching staff might have a tough decision to make when it comes to personnel in the blue paint this year. Yeah, I think there's a lot of tough decisions to be made, um, you know, with, with regards to guys coming back. And, and like you said, to see Joey have a performance like that was great because you know he's looked very comfortable and confident all through training camp, all through preseason, and then gets a chance to play his first Western Hockey League game. and And I think the kind of big, you know, thing for or about it for me is the fact that he gives up that goal 20 seconds in, and that could be a moment where a young guy in his first game has a mistake like that, and it could quickly snowball into a five goal, you know, performance, and then you're you're yanked in your first ever game. So for him to be able to settle down after giving up a goal like that in his his first couple. Seconds, seconds of game action was huge and uh, you know the way he kept the team in it the whole game when they were down uh, made the big save on a breakaway like I said when the game was tied and then in overtime in the final minute I think Calgary had four shots in the last minute of overtime so he really shut things down and just a, a huge performance for him a great moment for him he was so excited after the game to play his first game in an NHL rink get his first win and that performance um, was just massive for him and and like you said it does create uh, you know a little bit of uh, excitement I think and some uh, some tough decisions to be made but I, I think it's a good problem to have I think you'd rather have a hard decision like that to make than to to have a couple guys who are you know maybe not quite ready to play in that level but you kind of just have to keep them there because it's all you've got so uh, it's uh, it just creates more excitement for the team it really shows how much depth the organization has and I think it kind of goes hand in hand with what we've been saying about how exciting of a, of a year it's going to be yeah and uh, there's going to be an exciting game on Friday night here at Innovation Plex the Winnipeg Icer in town and uh, we've learned Josh Davies he's our feature guest on the Broncos This Week podcast. He's back in town. And uh, Connor Vidston, also returning from Anaheim, too. Yeah, his first training camp down there with the Ducks, and he was uh, back on the ice uh, here at the Innovation Plex for his first practice. So those guys are super excited. Uh, you know, I was talking to to Connor there uh, during practice when they first got on the ice, and then he was just saying, like, he's he's sick of camp hockey. He wants to play some actual games. You know, he didn't get into a preseason game with Anaheim, but, you know, was doing the scrimmages and whatnot, but he's he's ready for actual hockey games. So he's, uh, he's really excited to get going 
going. Davies, you know, had a preseason game in Nashville, which we talked to him about. But, uh, you know, these guys are just really excited to get back here and see their teammates again. They know the excitement around the team here. They know the excitement around town. So they're really looking forward to getting back on the ice. And uh, I would imagine that they're both going to have, you know, pretty impactful performances this weekend. Yeah, for sure. Uh, The Winnipeg Ice are in town Friday night, and then the team goes to Saskatoon for a Saturday night game and uh, at the SaskTel Center there. But uh, Winnipeg, last year they were a team that had a deep playoff run. I... Given the personnel that they had, maybe a disappointing end of the season, despite the fact that, uh, you know, they did go to the conference final. Yeah, I think everyone knew, the, um, you know, uh, Winnipeg-Edmonton was kind of the, the marquee matchup, at least over in the Eastern Conference. Everyone knew that, and sure enough, that's what happened. And, um, you know, Edmonton kind of pushed all their chips in the middle to go for it, and, and it worked out for them. And, and Winnipeg didn't really have to because they had all that homegrown talent. So, um, you know, I think it, it certainly would be, for their perspective, a, a disappointing end of the season. Um, you know, and, and you look at the rush, or they have this year. I mean, they lose a handful of guys to, to pro ranks and uh, overage guys, but, you know, they still have game breakers like a Savoy and a Geeky and Carson Lambos and Connor McLennan, who didn't get signed by Philadelphia, so he's back as a 20-year-old. So, they've still got a handful of super high-end players, and I would imagine that their mindset is, you know, we came up just short last year, we got to do it again this year. So, I would imagine that they're going to make a push again this year and try and be uh, the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. Yes. All right. Josh Davies coming up. He'll be our feature guest on the Broncos This Week podcast, but in the much more immediate future head coach Devin Pratt joins us this is Broncos this week brought to you by original 16 you're listening to Broncos this week presented by original 16 the official beer of the swift current Broncos Broncos This Week podcast, coaches show segment, and uh, we have head coach Devin Pratt joining us right now after the team went uh, 1-1 to open the 2022-2023 regular season. Devin, uh, the home game at Calgary, we all saw that, and I thought you guys had a really good road effort the following night at the Saddledome. Yeah, I thought it was a good response from us. I thought, you know, you kind of go through the the process of opening night introductions and things can get delayed a little bit. And I thought we just were a little flat to start the game at home and um, we our puck management wasn't great. We were really high risk. So uh, I saw some growth throughout that game. I just felt that we, we were too perimeter offensively. We didn't create enough second chance opportunities and we missed a lot of, a lot of nets and odd man rushes that didn't materialize into a shot on net or a scoring chance so when that happens you're not giving yourself a great chance at success and um first five on three kill of the year uh, always a little bit tough just to kind of find the, the routes and the roles with that and we got beat and then uh, I thought we did a great job killing that kind of three minutes of multiple too many men's which I own as a, as the coach uh, in the third period but the boys did a great job stepping up and giving us an opportunity and um, you know we're, we're definitely weren't uh, happy with the result or, or happy with even just not establishing our process that night but there was some positives to take from it um, you know we, we held the team to under 20 shots. We uh, we limited the five-on-five chances against, and I thought we carried that over into Calgary as well, where I thought we got better and better as the game went on and uh, really established the process, just stuck with it. Uh, although we didn't score till late on the power play for our second goal, I, I thought it was important that, uh, as I say, we just stuck to our process and found a way there. And uh, to come out with the, the shootout win and split the weekend was big for us. 
couple of things to touch on from uh, the game on Saturday. I think you mentioned some positives to take from both games. I think penalty kill has been one of those things. Your team killed off 10 of 11 penalties so far this year, including, as you mentioned, some lengthy five-on-threes. And that's kind of carried over from the preseason where you also only gave up one power play goal. So it seems like the penalty kill is just really clicking well right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, knock on wood. I mean, it's always something that uh, <laughs> you just uh, you want to continue to grow and progress in that. But our guys have really embraced the grind that it takes and the sacrifice on the penalty kill and uh, I think from a coaching staff standpoint we're feeling more and more comfortable with guys in those roles and giving guys those opportunities where maybe in the past we felt a little bit more limited as to who could execute and who could do it we feel we have a lot of depth back there uh, right from our D to our forwards of guys that can uh, play in those situations and on the penalty kill and do a job so uh, really proud of the guys and and the job they've done there and uh, Matt does a great job uh, running our penalty kill as well. Yeah and uh, you know another positive from that game on Saturday and maybe I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit but uh, it seems Joey Roach is creating a little bit of a goaltending controversy you know can you can you speak to his performance and yeah when it comes to staffing personnel in the blue paint because you guys got a decision to make here for sure um, you know and very well the decision could be that uh, we run with three um, and that could be the scenario that we're in here and, and Joey has earned that and deserved that to this point um, he's here uh, we're not carrying him along because of a need or, or anything he's here because he's a d- deserved it right from the start of training camp to his performances in the exhibition to uh, the way he played uh, in Calgary so for a young guy to go in mishandle the puck early get beat 20 seconds into a game uh, that can often lead to you know added anxieties can lead to maybe that one mistake leading to two or three and I thought Joey did a great job of resetting and uh, he gave us an opportunity to stay in the game uh, Although we felt really comfortable with, again, the shot volume that we gave up, the area that they came from, and the chances that we gave up against, um, he makes a, a huge save late in the game on a breakaway with under three minutes left that uh, gives us that opportunity to win it in a shootout and then shutting the door on all three shooters in the shootout. Joey has done a magnificent job for himself, and uh, we feel really confident and comfortable with all three guys right now. First career win for him in his WHL debut, and also the first career goal for Clark Caswell, who also had an assist on that power play goal by Braden Lewis and you know this is a guy who was drafted high drafted to provide that offense and he'll kind of gets that first goal early in the season here yeah you know it's kind of surprising because Cassie had so many opportunities last year when he played for us too uh, I can think of just great a scoring chances that he created or uh, being in the right spot and I think that's one of uh, Cassie's great things is his high IQ he, he's doing all the little things he's one of our more physical guys right now he's engaged he's protecting pucks he's, he's embracing the simplicity of just gaining zones when when that needs to be done and uh, really really like where his game is at right now and nice to see him get rewarded with that in Calgary and get the first one uh, out of the way early here and hopefully uh, leads to many more. You know, you, you have a team with a lot of hype. You have some recent, very, very talented first round Bantam picks or WHL prospect draft picks. You just touched on one of them with Caswell. Um, but a guy who kind of flew under the radar throughout most of training camp and has found himself on the stat sheet two nights in a row, Luke Misselbacher. What's what's he brought to the team? Yeah, Luke is uh, he's an offensive threat. Um, and I felt that through training camp, we, we had him up with us last year. Uh, he showed flashes of, you know, the puck on his stick. And uh, it's almost like he has it on a string at times and in traffic. And he feels very comfortable with that. And 
and it's just a matter of coming to pace for him and I felt as training camp went on you know his touches and possessions become less and less and it's now about stops and starts and being in the right spots but we feel Luke is a guy who's going to tickle the twine quite often for us here in the in the coming years he's got such a great release you saw it in the shootout real simple the way he comes in and he he has a lot of pop off of his stick and he's a guy in practice who continually uh, finds the back of the net as well so there's a lot of offense there I know he had a big offensive year last year in the U18 AAA league in Manitoba and we saw as I say the touches that he had when he came up and played for us uh, last year so just growing off that it's now just rounding out the responsibility in the game not swinging away from the play stopping and starting and being in the right spots and a little bit of uh, embracing that you know gaining zones when he needs to and not trying to create a play every time it comes to his stick but again another guy we're extremely excited about um, a list player that uh, is going to be an impact player at this level you touched on practice. Uh, you're fresh off of practice here, and some exciting news around that is that Connor Vidston and Josh Davies are now back from their first NHL training camps. Um, you know, we know the the hype that uh, Swites has talked about around the team, so to get these two guys back kind of just adds that as those guys are raring and ready to go to play some regular season games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's always awesome to get guys back, and uh, they come with this uh, rejuvenated excitement, and the experience that they have down there is uh, so crucial for our whole, whole group to grow from, and um, you know it's one of those things I, I believe at that level that when you get a taste you just want more and for these guys they've they've seen what the life is like both of them uh, being fortunate where they're drafted I think they'd probably be hidden to the beach here in about an hour after <laughs> practice with one being in Florida and one being in California but uh, you know both guys just bring a lot of energy uh, they came to the rink they're ready to work here today they're excited to get back and our, our group's excited to have them back so uh, looking for them to hit the ground running here Friday night yeah Friday Friday night. Uh, Let's hype that up because you got Winnipeg in town, you know, a team that that had a very successful regular season and uh, and a playoff run last year. What do you know about uh, the squad from Winnipeg this year? Yeah, I think Winnipeg is a group that's going to just carry over. They're in a similar similar situation. They had one game uh, uh, last weekend and they'll play again here tonight, but they're getting some guys back from camp. They're missing some some high-end offensive players as well and um, Lambos on the back end. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of roster they're able to put together here and who all is available to them but uh, you know much like us they're they're a team that uh, wants to play quick they want to transition well they want to possess the puck their power play has always been quite lethal and uh, you know it, it'll be a, a nice night for us I mean we we had some success at home here and played them in tight games uh, but it's a group that also handed us our lunch quite a bit last year as well so for our group we got to have some pride in coming out and playing the right way and playing for a full 60 and given ourselves the best opportunity at success. All right, uh, head coach Devin Pratt making his way down to the media wing of the Innovation Plex for another coach's chat. Always appreciated. Thanks a bunch for this, Devin. Yeah, thank you guys. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. Broncos This Week podcast and our feature guest... Jeez, what a 24 hours it's probably been for you. Josh Davies is joining us. He's back in Swift Current after uh, attending Florida Panthers camp. And uh, we want to hear all about the Florida experience for you. But, yeah, what's uh, last 24 hours of travel, what's uh, what's that been like for you? Yeah, no, it was definitely a long day of travel, that's for sure. Uh, started off in Florida. Uh, it was about uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, drove to the airport, uh, flew to Minneapolis, which was about four hours, and then had a, about a 45-minute layover, so I had to rush across the, the whole entire 
entire airport to get to my next flight. And then uh, we were stuck in Calgary for about three hours uh, flying there. And then got picked up, had a nice you know, five-hour five hour sleep, and was on the road again to Swift today at 4 a.m. To, to catch practice. So uh, just good to be back and uh, yeah, happy to be back. So I guess we can kind of go back to draft day for you. I'm sure there was a lot of nerves, a lot of excitement. Um, I remember talking to you during training camp. said you were out on the golf course during uh, day two of draft, uh, the NHL draft to find out that you got picked by Florida. Yeah, no, I was uh, golfing with my dad uh, on Bass Springs there. So uh, just to be out there and spend the, spend the day with him and, you know, hear my name called and hear a couple of other guys get their name called was, uh, you know, a dream come true. And I'm very happy for those guys and uh, for the guys that didn't get their name called. And I'm pushing for them and hoping for the best this year. Yeah, it, did you know it was going to be Florida? I had a feeling. I mean, so they were kind of the most interested team. You know, when Florida when Florida was up on the board, I had a, I had a really good feeling about that pick. So you see your name get picked. You know, I'm assuming it's a pretty emotional moment with you and your your dad there out in the golf course. Yeah, no, it was uh, you know definitely a couple of tears were shedded and a couple of laughs and stuff like that. So uh, just to be able to spend that with him and you know throughout all the years, all the money and time he's put into it was uh, definitely uh, you know worthwhile. Yeah, and uh, last season for you, you know, you were you were out of the bubble, you were back, and things relatively returning to normal late in the season. There, how how do you feel your first? full campaign of Western Hockey League hockey went for you. Yeah, for sure. I think while balancing school and hockey last year was uh, it was a bit tough at the start, but once you get a uh, routine down and stuff like that, it's a lot easier. And uh, I think once I uh, once I found my uh, my, uh, my role on the team, I kind of settled in easily and uh, I knew how to play every night. So once I uh, once I started doing that, uh, it came along, came along easy for me. So you went down to uh, Panthers development camp uh, shortly after the draft. I guess we can touch on that first because that's a bit of a different scenario than NHL training camp. It's just a bunch of younger guys there but you go down there uh, you know how was the rookie development camp uh, experience yeah i know the development camp in the summer was you know just it was it was awesome like getting down there seeing all the other rookies and uh, meeting all the staff and seeing the facilities getting all that kind of stuff and just getting on the ice not worrying about being you know scouted all that kind of stuff just working on your development throughout the throughout the year and what uh, what they expect out of you through uh, through the summer to develop on uh, definitely uh, good to help me uh you know develop my game throughout the summer leading into the leading into the year and through rookie camp and main camp yeah, you know, we saw the type of player that you were last year, uh, offensively explosive, capable of throwing that big hit at training camp, at Panthers camp. Were you able to establish that game and play that game out there with men? Yeah, no, definitely. I think I definitely stuck to my, my game there. Uh, big physical, fast player. Um, that's the game that, that got me there, so I got I to gotta stick to that game and continue to play that. That's how I'm going to play in the NHL, and uh, I've been told by, by many people that's how I got to play. So uh, I kind of just stuck to that and didn't let anyone else tell me what else to do. That uh, development camp, uh, you know, was, was a great experience for you. Then you go back for a rookie camp and you get a chance to play some games in a Panthers jersey against teams like Carolina, Tampa, Nashville, uh, including going head-to-head against Sam McGinley, a team of the years who was at uh, Carolina rookie camp. So to be able to throw on an NHL jersey with your name on the back and get those games in, uh, that must have been a pretty surreal experience as well. Yeah, it was definitely another emotional moment for sure, walking to the dressing room and seeing a, a Florida Panther jersey in your, in your stall there, uh, especially playing against Sam McGinley. That was very emotional too, just seeing, uh, seeing him and his efforts uh, being noticed all that kind of stuff uh, getting sent down there and being in Carolina was definitely emotional for both of us and pretty cool to see him play there and you know reach his goals too um, and yeah just to play other games against other prospects and see what it's like at the next level against all the best prospects in the, in the NHL so uh, it was pretty cool to get down there and play some games and uh, just uh, to develop, develop a game.
Didn't have a chance to watch that game with Carolina, but any opportunity with McGinley going into the corner? And did, did you get the chance to line him up? <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of times uh, I kind of lined him up and he saw me coming. So he, there was one time he turtled down, but the other time uh, <laughs> it was going down for an icing. It was me and him, and uh, the whistle blew right before I got to him. So he was kind of lucky on that one. But uh, <laughs> we had a couple of laughs after the game about that. So once once that rookie camp portion comes to an end, you advance on to main camp. And at that point, you know, you're on the ice with guys like Barkov, Kachuk, uh, you know, Reinhardt, you know, established NHL stars, you know, when you're stepping on an ice surface with those guys for the first time, is it is it difficult not to kind of be a little bit starstruck? Yeah, for sure. You're definitely a little bit of a fanboy out there. Um, just walking into the dressing room again there and seeing your stall and you got, you know, Barkov sitting next to you and, and Lundell and you know, the Reinhardts and all those kind of guys sitting in the room next to you and uh, just being on the ice against those guys, it's kind of hard not to look at them and see see what they're see what they're all about and being on the ice with them is definitely pretty surreal and, uh, you know, definitely makes uh makes it worthwhile did you get any feedback like from those guys from those established nhl guys and and the coaches and whatnot what kind of what kind of direction do they give you yeah from the players you know it's just mostly you know being your best every day and you know learning how to be a pro every day uh whether it's recovery wise or on the ice or off the ice uh, take care of your body rest all that kind of stuff they're definitely touching that on touching on that all the time and from the coaches they just want me to you know get bigger faster stronger they're very happy with me uh how my game pin and uh they think they said things are turning up for me so I just got to stick to my game and uh, things are working out. I always had this vision of you at your first camp, you know, knowing the way that you play the game. I had this vision of you just like smashing someone like a Makachuk into the boards in your first practice. Like, were you out there throwing the body around against those guys? Yeah, I was definitely working hard out there. I was definitely throwing the body around a bit. Uh, a couple of the older guys loved it too. So, uh, yeah, no, it was definitely fun uh, to get some laughs out of them and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely the game I play. The Josh Davies friendship tour goes to Florida. <laughs> how, uh, how, how was Florida? I mean, uh, a little bit different than the dry heat of Saskatchewan, eh? <laughs> Yeah, no, Florida. It's uh, it's very humid there, and it's uh, you know definitely takes a couple of days for you to get used to the to the humidity and all the heat and all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, I was mostly in the rink, so I didn't really get a chance to go out. Uh, besides the one day, my my parents came down, so I got to spend the day on the beach with them and all that kind of stuff. So it was pretty cool to share the experience with them and uh, just uh, explore Florida. You also got a chance to get the NHL travel experience playing in Nashville against the Predators for a preseason game. So you know, this time you're sharing a, a locker room with guys again, like. Chuck played in that game. Reinhardt played in that game. So you're playing an NHL preseason game in Nashville Predators Arena. That, again, must have been something that you'll never forget. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Taking a private jet over there and, uh, you know, being in the lineup, sitting next to Chuck in the dressing room and being in the lineup against all those guys. And especially playing against, like, Philip Forsberg and all those guys. Uh, Matt Duchesne uh, was definitely pretty surreal. And, you know, even a, a sold-out Nashville barn, too, was pretty cool. And it was, it was pretty pretty loud. And, you know, just hearing all the chants they're doing and all that kind of stuff was uh, definitely uh, pretty cool. Bose, you're hitting all the hockey questions. I'm like wanting to hear the <laughs> lifestyle stuff. Like you, you had me at private jet. Like yeah. what was that experience like? Oh, it was unbelievable. My uh, my mind was just mind blowing. I walked onto the jet and there there's these big these big seats and uh, you know recliner chairs, all that kind of stuff. Food everywhere, water, whatever drink you want. And uh, yeah, there was menus kind of in the middle of the chairs and stuff like that. And they had all these like uh, I guess like big dinner options stuff like that you got steak chicken all that kind of stuff whatever you want scallops sauteed all that kind of stuff is pretty cool and uh, definitely uh, definitely a life that uh, I want to I want to live so when you're going through that are you keeping your head down and kind of keeping to yourself when you're when you're traveling and in the room like that or are you still kind of the way that you are here and very you know you know talkative and sort of getting on with the guys yeah definitely. I think it's a little bit of both I mean during rookie camp it was more kind of the talkative guy and then once main camp kind of came around you kind of definitely want to watch your P's and Q's with all the older guys don't want to push any buttons but 
uh, they like to have a couple laughs, all that kind of stuff. So I think just being open and being a, a very uh, open person towards them and being positive, all that kind of stuff, talkative, uh, definitely helps them out and helps you out. Are you after that experience and you know playing with the names that we've talked about in this interview? You're heading back to to junior hockey. You know how excited are you to get on the ice now and and apply everything that you picked up at that camp? Yeah, I know for sure. I'm definitely very eager to get back here. Uh, I know I was watching the both games on the weekend. And I was I was just shaking in my bed watching them because I wanted to play so bad. But uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely uh, awesome to be back, especially with the video and all those guys back. Uh, I want to see how they developed over the summer and all that kind of stuff. And just to get back in the gameplay, it's uh, looking forward to it. And uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be one good of a year. You know what uh, what kind of expectations are there? I think we know for the team it's it's playoffs or bust again this year like much like it was last year and for you personally you know what kind of steps are you hoping to take from last season to this year yeah I think just to bring my game from last season and stay uh, stay consistent and just work on my all-around game and uh, just be a bigger faster stronger like you said to uh, help me j- help me jump to the next level and just uh, make me persevere through that and uh, that's my goal is to make the NHL so I gotta do whatever it takes right on Josh Davies joining us our feature guest on the Broncos this week podcast looking forward to seeing you in action this Friday night man you're listening yeah, to Broncos this week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to head coach Devin Pratt and our feature guest Josh Davies on the Broncos This Week podcast brought to you by Original 16 as we get set for the next home game at Innovation Plex, which will be this Friday night. And, you know, a very unique evening planned throughout the game as this Friday's game, we will be honoring the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Yeah, it's obviously important to bring, uh, you know, bring awareness to something like this. And it's great that the WHL and the Broncos are able to do that. Um, I was able to talk with uh, Broncos scout Courage Bear during uh, training camp to kind of touch on that and also talk about the Indigenous Sports Academy, which uh, I believe started last season, and this year uh, they were granted uh, admittance into the CSSHL, so they have a U17 team playing in the CSSHL for the first time this year, so uh, just bringing more awareness to that, there's going to be some special uh, limited edition orange pucks available in the lobby during the game, Uh, the money, uh, the proceeds going towards the Orange uh, Shirt Society and the Indigenous Sports Academy, so uh, cool event to to take part in, like I said, it's something very important to, to bring awareness too, and I'm glad that uh, the organization is able to do that. Absolutely. A big thanks to our partners at the Living Sky Casino for their support of uh, this Friday's game and the activities surrounding it as well as the Winnipeg Icer in town as we honor the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation in Canada at Friday's game. Very much looking forward to hearing that interview with Courage Bear. What an addition he's been to the Bronco scouting staff. Yeah, you know, these guys, uh, they do a lot of work. It's uh, it's the work that people don't really realize uh, that they're doing. You know, the hours put in driving to, to games all over the province, all over Western Canada. Uh, it's uh, it's incredible the the work that these guys put in and guys that never get the recognition for the for the efforts that they put in publicly at least so um, you know a great addition to the organization and uh, all the scouts do such a phenomenal job here we'll see you this Friday night at the Innovation Plex the Winnipeg Icer in town and that'll do it for another edition of Broncos this week you've been listening to Broncos this week presented by Original Sixteen.